Welcome to another podcast from Best Self Magazine, the leading voice for self-empowerment, holistic health, and authentic living. Adrenal fatigue, diagnosing the burnout epidemic. Adrenal fatigue, everyone's talking about it. Alternative practitioners are diagnosing it, yet the medical establishment dismisses it. The truth While adrenal fatigue isn't a recognized medical diagnosis, it is code for a much bigger, more widespread problem, pervasive, chronic, mental, and physical overwhelm. So many of us are living our lives constantly teetering on the brink of imbalance, overwhelmed by trying to keep up with to-do lists and inboxes, struggling to stay afloat in a sea of competing financial and social demands. In our achievement-oriented culture, we may feel ashamed if we can't handle the amounts of pressure we're experiencing, since it seems like everyone else is handling it just fine, or so it appears on their Facebook pages. Living with the resulting chronic underlying sense of inadequacy drives anxiety and depression. At the end of the day, many of us cave into overriding cravings for sugar, alcohol, or distractions like TV or the internet, because we're so spent And it's the easiest way we can think of to hit the pause button on the pressures that consume us. Chronic overwhelm is having an impact on our well-being. I see it daily in my medical practice. Medically, it's a major cause of the chronic conditions rampant in our society. Anxiety, depression, metabolic syndrome, obesity, autoimmune disease, and dementia, for example. Enter the adrenals. The heart of the matter, survival overdrive syndrome. You are brilliantly hardwired to cope with a formidable amount of stress thanks to a powerful survival response system that originates in your brain. Here's how this system works in a nutshell. We perceive a danger. The amygdala, the area of your brain that catalogs self-preservation memories, memories that evolutionarily would have helped you, for example, to remember to not eat that plant that made you sick last time, gets triggered. The amygdala activates the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal or HPA axis by alerting the hypothalamus that there's a problem. The alarm message is relayed to the pituitary gland, which activates the adrenal glands to kick out adrenaline and cortisol. A burst of adrenaline gets your heart rate up, constricts your blood vessels to boost your blood pressure, dilates your pupils, and makes you hyper alert to your surroundings. You are primed to escape, subdue, and survive a mortal threat. Cortisol simultaneously dumps sugar into your bloodstream for immediate fuel, while insulin is secreted from your pancreas to clear the remaining sugar when the crisis is over. Cortisol keeps your blood pressure elevated so that if you bleed copiously from an injury while you fight or flee, you won't go into shock, and it mobilizes your immune system to withstand potential inflammation and infection. The problem is that the amygdala is not highly discriminatory. It's triggered by any signal your brain perceives or has ever cataloged as a threat to your survival. It's also triggered by internal signals that result from chronic inflammation, which can be due to your diet, lack of sleep, and environmental toxins, to name a few factors. Most Americans are living with their survival response stuck in the on position because we are so frequently triggered by stress, fear, and inflammation. What happens as a result is what I call survival overdrive syndrome, or SOS. SOS is too much of a good thing. When you get stuck in survival overdrive, the cascade of events intended to protect you 
backfires. This phenomenon is called allostatic load. It's a case of too much of a good thing, and here's what happens. That heightened awareness that is meant to protect you in a crisis, when prolonged, results in hypervigilance, anxiety, and insomnia. The effects of chronic cortisol exposure on your brain's executive function regions derails willpower, focus, and memory. Chronically increased blood sugar and insulin requirements can lead to insulin resistance and even diabetes. Persistently elevated blood pressure becomes hypertension. Cortisol causes us to crave excess sugar and carbs. In a twist of fate intended to protect us from famine and starvation, we store this excess energy in the form of fat for later use, predominantly as cholesterol and belly fat, a toxic form of fat that produces harmful inflammatory chemicals. Increased activation of our immune system ultimately leads to immune dysregulation. We get sick more often or never get sick until we crash on our first day of vacation and increase our risk of autoimmune disease and inflammaging, signs of poor aging. Because survival mode keeps us on the lookout for danger, we become hyper aware of problems. You might find yourself irritable and overly sensitive with a negative outlook on life, believing that nothing ever goes right for you, that you're bound for failure, or perhaps feeling overly judgmental of others. It's not that you're a negative person, it's that your default mode is to find what's wrong with the world. It's called a negativity bias, and it's part of survival mode. So what do we really mean when we talk about adrenal fatigue? Adrenal fatigue expresses the emotional, physical, and mental consequences of burnout. Eventually, your brain blunts HPA axis signaling, dialing back adrenaline and cortisol production to protect you from the wear and tear of their impact. But adrenaline helps us feel motivated, excited, and focused. The drop leads to the opposite of these feelings and can cause depression. Cortisol keeps inflammation in check amongst other important functions, and when our natural balance is off, we're at increased risk of immune system problems. Healthy cortisol is also responsible for morning energy and evening melatonin levels. Dysregulation makes it harder to wake up refreshed in the morning and harder to get to sleep at night. The medical response? A statin for cholesterol, a beta blocker for blood pressure, metformin for blood sugar, and an antidepressant, anti-anxiety, or sleep medication for everything else. If you're like so many Americans, you've already been prescribed several of these. So we all need to know about SOS because the solution is far more healthy and sustainable than what's been handed out on a prescription pad. 10 signs that you could be in SOS. You're having trouble falling asleep even when you're tired. That's called tired and wired. And even when you do sleep, you're not necessarily rested when you wake. You get irritable or angry really quickly or more often than you want to. You're craving sugar, carbs, fat, salt, or all of the above. You get tired around three to four most afternoons, and that's when you really want something sweet or some extra caffeine. You've been gaining weight, perhaps noticing a spare tire growing around your middle. You feel anxious or blue. You're getting sick more often than you used to. Your hormones are all over the place. If you're a woman, you're having fertility problems, and perhaps your libido is nowhere to be found. Your memory and focus are not what you think they should be, and your digestive system is a mess. How to reclaim your life. To keep you out of SOS, your brain needs to receive safety, not danger messages from your mind, body, and environment. 
The practices I'm going to describe are easy shifts you can make to reset your nervous system from alarm to calm. You don't have to do them all. Just make sure you're getting enough sleep and pick one or two of these other practices to bring into your daily life. The first thing is to honor natural rhythms. Our schedules lay waste to the normal circadian rhythms that regulate cortisol. Especially important is a regular sleep cycle with seven to eight hours of nightly good quality rest. One of the biggest factors impacting most American sleep is the use of electronic devices close to bedtime. So a digital detox which means no electronics in the hour before bed can help to reset your natural cortisol and melatonin rhythms. It's a great place to restarting your rhythm. Clarifying your priorities is next. Getting your priorities straight can help you get out of the chronic self-perpetuated overwhelm that comes with taking on too much. Ask yourself with ruthless honesty, what's most important in my life to me right now? What can I let go of that I really don't have to do? don't want to do and that's stressing me out? What do I really want to take on right now? And what can I realistically get done without undue pressure? When you're clear on your priorities, saying no to everything else becomes easier. If you're not good at saying no, however, try this. Say, I'd like to think about that and I'll get back to you in a week. Don't worry about missing out in favor of more balance. The next is to learn to embrace stopping as a spiritual practice. When you've hit the wall of overwhelm, stop everything. Unplug completely for 10 minutes, up to an hour if you need to. Take some time to be a human being, not a human doing. It takes downtime to get out of SOS. Also, learn to practice presence. When you're in the present, you aren't regretting the past or worrying about the future. Here are a few simple practices to get you present-minded. Sit quietly and for one minute, notice all the sounds around you. Or next time you take a shower, focus only on the sound and feel of the water on your body. Or try this. Next time you sit down to a meal, savor the aroma and taste of your food for one minute of the whole meal. If your attention wanders, bring it back. It's that easy. Also, try creating some daily ritual for yourself. It can be as simple as a cup of tea sipped in a quiet place, a regular walk alone or with a friend, a five-minute meditation, or a bath at night. Rhythm and peace reset your HPA axis. There's the nature prescription. Science proves what our ancestors knew. Nature heals. So get outside for 30 minutes a couple of times a week. The caveat is that you unplug at the same time. You want to make sure to also root out inflammation. If you also have physical health symptoms, getting to the root causes of chronic inflammation is an important part of getting out of SOS and preventing or reversing long-term health consequences. The most common root causes are food intolerances, processed foods, poor quality fats, a high sugar diet, environmental toxin exposure, and overburdened endogenous detoxification systems, gut disturbances, including leaky gut and microbiome disruption, certain medications, including commonly used ones like ibuprofen and Tylenol, and even hidden infections. In my new book, The Adrenal Thyroid Revolution, I walk readers through a comprehensive self-assessment to root out your root causes and reverse SOS. 
Make sure to connect more. Stanford researcher Shelley Taylor has identified what she calls the tend and befriend stress response. Along with adrenaline and cortisol, your body also produces a small amount of oxytocin during the stress response as an antidote to fear and anxiety. When we connect with others, whether to give or receive love and support, we increase the amount of oxytocin we produce, which not only helps us feel safe and supported, but also increases our confidence and courage. So really make some time to connect. Here's a great tip. Restore yourself after work. Studies have shown that relaxing and rebooting mentally and emotionally after a hard work day leads to healthier cortisol levels and better sleep. So make it a weekday end of work habit to decompress for 15 minutes with a favorite activity when you get home from work. My personal favorite, the solo dance party. It's also important to welcome pleasure. Pleasure is the biggest indicator to your survival system that everything is all right in your world. Laughing, dancing, exercise, sex, savoring good food, playing, getting outdoors have all been shown to reset cortisol rhythms and reduce inflammation and bring you out of SOS and back to balance. So make pleasure an everyday practice rather than an afterthought. Overcoming what so many are calling adrenal fatigue is a radical act of rebellion. It requires us to step outside the status quo that demands we sacrifice our lives at the altar of high-pressure living, the never-ending quest for more achievement and acquisition, and instead, look within to create sustainable energy. Sustainability has to come not just in how we care for our world, but how we care for ourselves in our world. As Tara Brock says, in any moment, no matter how lost we feel, we need only pause, breathe, and open to the experience of aliveness within us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Learn more at bestselfmedia.com.